Dear Mr. Hammett. Dear Miss Smith. Dear Mr. Goldberg, thank you for your thank recent you for application, your application to the role of assistant producer. We're currently reviewing all applications and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. You can browse other vacancies at blah blah blah. Due to the high volume of applications, we're writing to inform you that unfortunately we won't be taking your application any further. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jobs Board, the job hunting podcast that sees us navigate the dark, haunted forest of a pandemic job hunting world. I'm Ollie Hammett. I'm here with George Goldberg. Hi. And Bryony Smith. Hello. Hi, everybody. How are we doing this week? I've been busy. I've been working all this week. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's good. I've actually got shifts up until the new year now. So, that's quite promising, which is good. Good, good news. But from the 1st of January, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> You're going off a cliff edge. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Um, I've got stuff, obviously, people tend to take annual leave in December. And a lot of people haven't been able to take holiday during this year because of coronavirus and being short-staffed or busy. So um, a lot more shifts have come up, which is great news for me. So, yeah, just been working all this week, really. Good, and possibly good news for our listeners as well. Make an extra special effort in getting those freelance shifts because you never know what might crop up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice, Bryony, on trying to get in on in a newsroom or uh, get, trying to get another experience like that in that you foresee this opportunity that a lot of people are going to have to take time off work? How would you recommend someone sort of elbowing their way in if, if you've got that wisdom? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that wisdom um I wish there was just an easy way of um just be like oh I did this and and yeah I got something from it but there there literally isn't I think the only thing I would say is just be persistent it took me about eight months to try and to try and sort out one thing just kept emailing people and contacting people and just being like there and then they finally got back to me being like oh yeah actually we do have a couple of things that you might you might be able to help us with so I think it's just being present as much Hmm. as you can be and just like saying yes to everything I've literally said yes to every opportunity to try and get as much stuff as possible so yeah and you obviously you were saying a couple of weeks ago that you were having to turn down some shifts because travel problems I've still got um that issue so when the lockdown ends which i'm hoping was still going to be the 2nd of december although there's you know rumors that they may extend it and then we may have like five days off at christmas um and then we might go into like another lockdown situation so as soon as i know what's happening with that then obviously i can contact them and hopefully get some shifts back that way but um yeah at the moment that's still on hold which is a bit annoying but um hopefully like i say when lockdown eases have a bit more clarity yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good to know you're you've been busy. He says through through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, how have you been? I've had interviews. Um, so oh. I've had one interview for a company that I would quite like to work with. So fingers crossed that goes well. But um, I also did a video interview for the civil service. Ah, really? Uh, yes. So I feel like I should whisper that, like not say it too loudly. I feel like pivoting is still, <laughs> I'm still coming to terms with it. But um, it was a bit of a <laughs> surreal experience because obviously you're not talking to a, a human being 
on the other end, you've got these questions that come up. You've got about 30 seconds to say, to formulate your what you're going to say. And then about two and a half minutes to... Is this a live video interview? No. So it, so you've literally got words. Like you've got your question will appear on the screen. You've got 30 seconds to Whoa. Um, come up with your response. And then you've got like two and a half, three minutes to say your answer and you probably think that's not long but when you're trying to talk in a video interview you want to be really concise and actually talking for three minutes as we all kind of know as broadcast journalism graduates is three minutes is a long time to fill yeah um so we only get one take to record it yeah and that is and you're wow. and especially when it's the civil service i feel like there's an extra level of you have i feel like there's a, like a mysterious way that they mark these type of things like if you smile in a certain way you might get like a, <laughs> an extra point is how i feel like there's a dark art to it uh, the, the thing of living so i'm back at home living with my parents currently and every single wall has some funky thing on the wall so it's really hard to find a wall that isn't plain so I had to sit on the floor <laughs> of my bedroom and move my posters off and make a right on mess of my room so uh, uh I'm still in the process of actually tidying it afterwards <laughs> but um yeah we kind of have to see really uh, it was kind of something that I um so I did an economics undergrad everyone applied to the government economic service um last year during their undergrads so I kind of missed that experience of doing applying to grad schemes and all that kind of stuff um but yeah we'll have to see really I'll keep you posted Ooh, good luck George yeah good luck what um what posters did you have that were particularly incriminating um well I don't think they're incriminating but I think they're just a bit <laughs> too funky um, I see. So one of them is a London 2012 poster. Um, oh, dear, that that logo. Um, well, it's it's not just off the logo. It's how I would best describe it is this artist. Um, I'll have to upload it onto our social media because it'll make more sense. You know when you're drinking maybe like a pint of beer or something and at the bottom of it you get normally get like these condensation rings. So that's why you've got beer mats down. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like um, someone had taken the colours of the Olympic rings but made used those rings to make the Olympic rings. I'm, I'm doing such a bad job of explaining <laughs> this. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's so confusing it, 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 but, but that's the thing about. like if you look at it you you it's got you take a few moments to understand so that's why i took it down because i would be too worried that the person assessing my video interview would be distracted by the rings <laughs> yeah and then also i've got a poster by um one of my favorite artists away when he did a um he had a piece in the take modern where he had like loads of porcelain sunflower seeds in the turbine hall. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah, that. so it's just a big yeah. picture of these sunflower seeds. So again, it's uh, they're probably thinking, "What the hell <laughs> is this? Some like nut lover or something? <laughs> or is this a bird that I'm having an interview with? So... Am I interviewing a bird? <laughs> yeah, so like, this is why I thought I'd, I'd take those down because the focus is meant to be on you and your answers rather than. The, the stuff on in the background. The simpler, the better, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for us to have a look at a couple of jobs this week that have, uh, well, aroused our attention for good or bad, let's say. This week, I have been <laughs> looking at many, many jobs. And listeners who've been with us since the beginning may remember that in our first episode, we looked at a job in the Outer Hebrides and discussed sort of how far and how remote would you be willing to go and the possible advantages of 
of going somewhere really far removed from, I was going to say from civilization, but that's not true. We discussed from, the weather as well. Oh, and the weather, yes. But if you thought the Outer Hebrides was far and remote, wait till you hear this. So, Falkland Islands Television, FITV, is offering adventurous, self-motivated candidates the unique chance to work for this small but fast-developing TV station in the South Atlantic. And I, I've got to say, I actually think that sounds brilliant. And I'm really, really considering applying to it at the moment. Ollie, I think you should, because I, when I saw it, there's a line on there which talks about on your return home traveling through South America yes and that's when immediately when I once I saw that line I thought if Ollie doesn't apply to this I there is something wrong with the world because I feel like it ticks some of your boxes yeah and I um it has excellent career what's the word mobility um because I looked up it says email your CV and covering letter to this person in the in the advert and I looked her up. Um, she did exactly this job two years ago and is now the station manager. Right. So quite the career progression. Uh, and I, look, I read an article with the now station manager about when she went. I know that if you take this job, you'll be flying on an RAF cargo plane. Oh, RAF Bryce Norton. That sounds really cool. Which is funny because it says in the job ad that uh, travel to and from the Falkland Islands is included, <laughs> which made me think it was like business class. <laughs> I imagine you'd have lots of legroom on on that flight. You would. I mean, I hope so. More legroom than I've ever had on a flight. And, and you're you are a tall. You're a tall geezer. <laughs> I I hate planes for exactly that reason. Uh, yeah, so it could be good. And the Falkland Islands. Uh, from what I've been able to discover about FITV, they do a lot of community journalism. It's about really getting to know the people that live there and their way of life. But you also are going to be spending a lot of time filming some pretty amazing wildlife. Uh, penguins, for example, are native to the Falkland Islands. I know they do a lot of pieces on penguins hatching because everyone loves penguins. There's just so much interest in, in a story about penguins. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a great opportunity to get away from the UK while still remaining in the UK technically <laughs> and also I thought I speak we've just been watching the crown Bryony, and uh, I thought if any Argentinians showed up I could diplomatically diffuse the situation with my Spanish mm. mm-hmm. um, so I could do a I could provide a national service as well <laughs> Regard, regardless of my uh, feelings in the Falkland Islands um, yeah so that's my job that I've been looking at this week what do you guys think about that would you be tempted to apply I did I did see that and it's because also accommodation is um, subsidized yeah was it yeah I didn't know that that's good and you get you get paid on top of that yeah exactly and you're gaining all this really experience and it it kind of goes back to some of the things that we've touched on on previous episodes on I imagine it's a really small team and so you'll be able to take on a lot of responsibility quickly so you can learn and develop quickly and as you've just said maybe become station manager yeah but I think that's that's a really important thing early on in your career is being able to have a go at stuff Get maybe get a couple of things wrong and learn from them rather than being sort of put in a corner with nothing much to do and you wrapped up in cotton wool. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really true. I think if you imagine if you did this for a year or more 
and then applied to another job, it, your CV would really jump out <laughs> to any editor or, or anybody wanting to hire you. And you're right, you'd learn a lot of autonomy. It would show that you can go to a place that not many people have ever been before and make it work and be successful. Uh, yeah, so the deadline for that is on the 30th of November, and you can look on Mediarg. I never know how to pronounce that. Media. <laughs> I think you cracked at that time. Yeah, I think it's media. Media. Yeah. Media. Media. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to hand over back to George now to hear what George has. So I've seen a couple of jobs. Well, I should say more internships, actually. I've seen a couple of internships that now after doing a year-long degree that I applied to back then, and now it's a kind of a new calendar year, them seeing coming up again, I wanted to kind of discuss, is it worth applying to things that you got rejected from last time? Now, I don't mean just rejected at the first stage, but in one of these instance, instances, I made it through the video interview, and then I made it through to the assessment centre. Like, I feel like that's a bit of a different threshold than oh, and and you, and being... Yeah rejected maybe through a machine as we've discussed mm. uh, like there's actually been quite a lot of thought been put into your application already last year and I don't feel broadly like I've changed a lot since <laughs> I last applied um so it's you kind probably of like, have, but don't realize I'm sure you have George mm. you've actually got a master's degree now that's a big change yeah yeah, yeah. you're actually a trained journalist for one that's true <laughs> I know how you feel, George, you know, we've all, we've all been burned before and you, and you sort of, you open your heart to a job and sort of confide in it and trust it. And then it, it just burns you and leaves you for dead. It makes you wonder. I think there are parallels to that in life. You know, we've all been there with a job. seems like such a nice job and then (laughs) it just falls apart. But it doesn't mean that you can't find job again. Yeah. And especially when this company is, I like they're they're really good like through the whole process and also they actually offered uh, me quite a lot of detailed feedback afterwards and they left it on the good note so it's not like a you're rubbish don't waste our time again all that kind of stuff like they were really friendly about it so uh, I am but I'm in two minds of going through the whole process of going through those hoops again. (laughs) I think it is a hard one but if you've if you managed to get that far last time one would assume that you would be able to get just as far, if not further, the next time round. And I think it really demonstrates your commitment to them and the role if you're like, you know what, I applied last year and I hold my hands up and actually think I wasn't the best candidate, but I'm back and these are the reasons why I think I am the best candidate this year. I think that shows a certain amount of commitment. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's actually a a good point because it's not... I think a lot of people who got rejected from it before may be saying like, oh, you know, why would I bother, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a test of your metal and your... You sort of picked yourself back up here. Yeah, exactly, Bryony. Very wise. I, I think I'll give it another shot. I think go for it. Yes. You've got nothing to lose. Get back out there, George. The thing is, I always, I am always of the opinion that if you don't apply for something, then you definitely won't get it. But if you do apply for something, there's always a chance that you will. So you might as well. There you go. I couldn't have put it better myself. Okay, that's our initial section over. We're going to bring on our guest now for this week, who is Joe. Yeah, hi guys. Woo! Hi Joe. <laughs> How you doing? 
Yeah, I'm all right. It's good to be here. Um, I, I need to say this. I'm a fan of your, your podcast. Um, the first day I listened to uh, an episode, I just kept listening to other episodes. Really oh, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah. And um, fans of the show may recognize Joe's voice from our special last week with the Freelancing for Journalists podcast. Joe was very kind to get in touch with us on social media and send us in a question. So we thought, let's get him on as a guest. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to at the moment. Okay, um, I need to say this. Um, I'm currently in Dublin. I've been in Dublin for about a year where I've been you know, doing a master's degree. I finished my dissertation in July and I'm looking forward to my graduation next month. So just like you guys, I'm seriously hunting for a job. But I, I, ha- I have a background in journalism. Um, I'm originally from Nigeria. I've worked in broadcast journalism, worked um, as a reporter for a TV station, and um, I just felt I needed to upgrade, and that's why I decided to, you know, study uh, for a master's degree. And now I'm done. I'm back to searching for jobs. <laughs> and how's your job hunt been going so far? Well, it's been frustrating. I, you know, I listened to an edition a couple of weeks ago where one of you was talking about applying for uh, seven jobs in a day. It's like, I felt that was, yeah, yeah, I haven't been doing that. I'm not, I'm not that um, committed to applying. And I think that's the reason why I'm still where I am. So I think I need to apply more. But um, the few applied to, yeah, I, I haven't really gotten um, close to getting another job. I mean, I haven't been called for an interview. I haven't really... Um, gotten any positive emails I always get rejection emails and I'm bent on you know working as a journalist so I'm not giving up just yet well that's good to hear definitely don't give up yeah yeah I think you know a lot of um a lot of people have just been getting consistent rejection emails us included uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it could be yeah. because of COVID it could be because um I don't know I mean I think coronavirus definitely isn't helping the situation yeah I don't know what it's like in Dublin, but I imagine it's much the same as any of the sort of big journalism hubs in England and, and the UK. Yeah. It's, there's just a lot of competition at the moment. I think that's the issue. I think a lot of the roles that we would normally be applying for, like graduate-esque positions or, you know, junior roles, you've actually got people who are like more qualified applying for those. And it makes you know, perfect business yeah. sense for them to apply, employ mm. someone who's more qualified yeah. than someone who's straight out of university. Yeah, and a lot of them um, inside hires as well. Yeah. That I'm seeing going Yeah, on. what makes it more frustrating for me is even positions ordinarily shouldn't be difficult to get. I mean, internship positions, for example, um, work experience, for example, you know, you just call into radio stations or TV stations or even newspapers and they tell you, you know, they're not allowed you know, to bring in new people into the building because of um, coronavirus regulations. It's really frustrating, you know. Have you been struggling with getting a job during lockdown? Email us at hello.jobsboard at gmail.com or tweet us at jobsboard. So do you want to work in Dublin um, because you live there at the moment? I am actually open to working anywhere, even in the Hebrides. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm open to working anywhere in Dublin, in in the UK as well. I actually used to live in the UK, so um, yeah. I'm, but I, most of the applications I've been doing though, it's they've been in 
in Ireland. So yeah, mm. I, I feel um, the 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 job market in Ireland it's a little bit closed. Uh, what I mean by that is um, it's not first of all it's not as diverse as um, um, the UK is, and uh, so many companies are very they kind of want to employ their own i mean i'm not irish i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to say they are being racist but sometimes when they know you you're used to the system more than other applicants they kind of you know prefer to um, employ your know, people who who are uh, irish so yeah the media industry in dublin is not in ireland is not as open as it is in the uk i think that's one of the reasons why i haven't been able to get a job interesting so you think there's a not not a kind of malicious but maybe a sort of unconscious bias against yeah you. i I think so uh, I mean sometimes I just sit in my room and <laughs> I look at my c v and I ask myself what am I doing wrong perhaps maybe the a t s will tell me today but <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i have um i have experience i've worked as a journalist in in my country i i also you know just completed the masters and I graduated with a you know a good result. Sometimes I just keep wondering what's the reason for all the rejections. I don't know. Mm. It's frustrating, but I'll keep trying. Sure. Well, what I mean, what we've seen in the UK is probably not enough. I don't think, but um, there is there has been an upsurge in you know, diversity schemes, um, jobs specifically aimed at minorities. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yep. Um, in your opinion, Joe, are there, are there enough of them, not just in Ireland, but in the UK? Well, I actually don't think so. Um, I mean, the options are not very many here compared to the UK, where you can say, okay, if, if you don't get a role or uh, a shot at working in a broadcast company, you can maybe do some other communications job, um, say PR or whatever. You know, in Ireland, it's not as, as open. Um, so the opportunities are kind of limited, you know. Mm. What type of journalism really excites you? What would be your dream position? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> I actually like broadcast journalism. I, I love to be in front of the camera rather than being behind it. So if um, I can be on air, I mean, I could work in, in as a producer. I can work, you know, as a backroom staff or something. But I, I would love to, really love to work in, in a broadcast organization, TV. Uh, but if um, I can't get a job on, on TV, then radio is also another option for me. Um, and you're interested in um, foreign reporting, I think it said on your CV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, am very passionate about um, stories in Africa. I'm passionate about selling stories, um, from Africa to the international media because I, I think the international media sometimes they consciously or un, un, unconsciously they tend not to portray, you know, Africa in the bad in a, in a good light. So. If I could get a position to maybe be a correspondent in Africa, that would be my perfect job. That's an interesting point you make about coverage of, of Africa from yeah. from the UK's point of view. I kind of agree. It's um you know lately with stories in uh, in Ethiopia and Nigeria as well. You know they do tend to focus on on the worst. So what? Just quickly, Joe. What about Africa would you like to see more portrayed in the UK news? 
Well, I think um, Africa right now is um, known for good music. <laughs> I think we can sell, yeah, we can sell, we can sell um, entertainment um, more in Africa, and rather than focusing on um, some of our struggles. Uh, I mean, every country has its own struggle, but um, when you start painting a continent, uh, still it's got nothing to offer. Um, the, the lots of things, um, the culture, the people. Um, entertainment, even tourism, it's growing in Africa. Um, you know, gone are those days where, and um, you talk about Africa, the next thing you think about is um, killings and death. Yeah, it still happens, but it's just in some select countries. And um, it's not good to um, kind of um, put the entire continent into a box. Africa is a country of 52 countries. Many people don't know that. People say, oh, I'm going to Africa. I think it's better off if people can just say, oh, I'm going to Tanzania. I'm going to Nigeria. I'm going to South Africa. I mean, these are loads of countries that have, um, that have a lot of um, good things to offer. So, um, yeah, we know bad leadership. It's been a problem for a number of years, but uh, they're much more about the continent than um, the fighting and the killings and, you know, all those um, crises. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, moving it back on to job things. Um, I think it's about time we had a look at Joe's CV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you how you're feeling. So as Joe has listened to this before, he's fully aware of what is about to happen. But if you're yeah. new to this, um, <laughs> it means that um, every week we ask our lovely guests that we get on to send us our CV and put it through a CV scanning machine now, these type of machines, often called ATSs, uh, scan your CV and try to pick out keywords. And what they do is they convert your PDF or your Word document into a plain text file, put all those words onto um, one line. So whether you've got two, three, four, 80 columns, uh, they'll put them all in one line and scan it to try and see whether you're suitable um, before sending it off to someone else. Um, now, last week, we had two very established freelancers come on who they have got a really good brand for themselves. And uh, they, they bless them, they didn't get quite high up on our, on us, on our CV. So, Joe, obviously, you've yeah. listened back to previous episodes and you possibly know things that might get picked <laughs> up. Where do you think you might sit um, on, our, on our leaderboard? Um, Percentage wise? Yeah, like what? What score would you be? Would, would um, you be happy with? Well, I suppose seventy wouldn't be too bad. Seventy percent. Seventy. Oh, so <laughs> and just a quick recap for our current leaderboard. It's currently first place with Sammy at seventy-seven. We've got okay. Ollie Roberts uh, at yeah. seventy-five. Yeah. Uh, third place is Ayush with seventy. Fourth was uh, Lily, who was on last episode uh, with sixty-eight. Bear with 66 at fifth place. In sixth, it's Emma with 62, who was on last week. And at the bottom is Ollie Smith with 60. Yeah. So it yeah. means that you're kind of vying for, well, you, you, you're hopefully getting a medal out of this first, second or yeah, third. Yeah, like if, you, if, you if you get higher than your target, Joe, you're guaranteed a podium finish. That would be nice. <laughs> that would really be nice, yeah. <laughs> that would be the that would be the highlight of my week, actually. Um, <laughs> I haven't had a great week applying for jobs, so it's gonna be the highlight. Oh, no. uh, 
Right, well, uh, we won't keep you waiting anymore, so we'll uh, pop it in. Joe, out of 100, oh. you scored 78. So it means that Ooh. you're... Oh. Right at the top of the leaderboard. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's really good. <laughs> wow. That's smashed really good. it. It sounds like Christmas has come early right for me. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it, actually. I, I was expecting 70, between 70 and 75, actually, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. That is brilliant, yeah. Joe. Well done. So yeah, yeah, let's go through. Let's go through your CV because this is great. So we it start... kind of makes me wonder why I still I'm still unemployed, though. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. Um, so let's first go on about. Um, so it breaks down the feedback into different sections. So we're first touching the file. Um, so it likes that it was um, edited less than two months ago, making it a recent document. Um, that these will be prioritised. It likes how it's got your name in there um, and that it's in the file name of the document um, and yep. that is under 24 characters. It's a good size, it's not over one megabytes. Moving on to presentation, um, it likes that you've got no more than two pages and also you've got a good word count on there. Uh, you've got 545 which is in the range of 350 and 800. Yep. One thing it has picked up on is yep. you having different font sizes um and kinds uh, it recommends having four and it reckons that there's nine and i think based mm. on the couple of cvs that we've scanned i think it counts uh highlighted fonts that in your case that you've got hyperlink two as a different font so that could be one aspect that you could maybe uh, tidy up on uh, you haven't got too many mm. colors on there white space is good uh moving on to structure it can find a lot of your sections along with your key sections, such as uh, work experience and education. Contact details are good. Um, and you have got no repeated sections as well. Content-wise, um, again, mm. it can find your phone and email. Um, and it's also, you've got your LinkedIn in there, which is good. Not a lot of people yeah. um, who we've had on have had that. One thing it's not finding, for some reason, is your educational dates. Now, what they are on there, uh, but this is one, one thing that um, I think possibly having a mess around with um, maybe it rather be on the far right-hand side of the page, maybe bringing it further on the same line. Um, yeah. It likes the order of those. Um, if for some reason, it can't seem to find your grade, which maybe you ought to prominently display for your, um, your master's that you've done. It's found a lot of your jobs. So moving on to job titles, for some reason, it's having a bit of an issue with some of your Dublin city fm work experience it might be because it's um not a conventional Wait, job title name but these are all okay. the type of things that um humanize when they set on upon your cv will be able to deal with um for some reason it's not liking the length of your personal profile which is the couple of sentences at the uh at the top of your cv so it might be possibly making that a bit longer but then again you you've got to balance of if you make your career profile section a bit longer, then you'll have less room to put all your fab stuff down, especially when you've got a really good key skills section right at the top of your CV. I think you're one of the first people to come on with that, that the key section skills is there right at the top. Ah, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. 
but then but it's liking everything else it's really liking all your skill cvs along with your dominance on that so realistically there's not a lot for you to um really fix on this um apart from the robot always seems to have issues with really niche words such as um is it Kinemaster or Kindmaster? I, I always well, I, I've struggled with that word for only God knows how long now. Some people call it Kinemaster, <laughs> Kindmaster, but I just I just call it um, Kindmaster actually. Yeah, but but yeah. Um, obviously journalists who have done a degree or that are in newsrooms know what Kindmaster is. But for some reason, again, along with having the words InDesign and PowerPoint, which I'd argue it are more standardised bits of software. Yeah. Um, again, for some reason, it's saying those are spelling issues, but we all know that um, that they're not. So it might be just worth checking that you put Kindmaster, but you spell the same. In one instance, you've got a capital K and a capital M, uh, but in another right. instance, you don't. But these are yeah. all really small things, Joe. The robot seems to be liking it. So, um, like, I, I think <laughs> I don't think you need to worry about this. Maybe. Yeah. 78 is a very good score. Yeah, but people who know me know that I worry over the slighter things. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of worried, though. Um, you mentioned a lot of things. Uh, I, I was trying to take some notes. Um, the font sizes, I'm not quite sure what the, what the machine said about that. I think what George is saying is it's saying you've got, is it nine yes. different font sizes, George? So looking at your CV, for example, you've obviously got your, your name at the top in one text. Um, yeah. one font and then you've yeah. got your dress and then um yeah. i think the issue is is because underneath you've got your email and your linkedin they're underlined so i think the software counts that as just in that small section three different fonts and then obviously right. when you've got your career profile even though it's the same font as what you've got your name in because right. it's underlined i think it counts it as a as another one and then for example you then a bit later start um having fonts which are in bold text. So you've got right. Microsoft Office in bold and then you having a colon and then going on about PowerPoint and this other stuff. Um, so mm. I think possibly it's whether you need to underline everything might be one thing. So um, whether the t- the line which says about you where you went to um, do your master's and your and your degree, whether that needs to be highlighted is, is possibly one thing that you might not need to do. But then again, it's all about bringing your eye, your focus, when looking over the CV, it's kind of using underlining sparingly. Um, don't worry, Joe. I will send you a PDF document of all of this. I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. Am I am I supposed to get a crown? Uh, <laughs> we are working on manufacturing a crown. <laughs> <laughs> it's been in the works for a while now. You know, uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> really fair enough. Fair enough. The manufacturing process is taking a long time. Mm. all right that's great but yeah we should we should work on maybe a jobs board like maybe a digital trophy or maybe by the end of the year our highest scorer should get a prize that would be nice (laughs) 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 then then you could make a little award section on your on your cv joe and (laughs) yeah And, you know, by then we'll be like the number one podcast on on Spotify, I would have thought. Yeah, so, hopefully, hopefully. You know, I'm rooting for you guys. Joe you Rogan guys are doing a good been... job. Fantastic job, really. Um, Stop it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can so come the, on again, I told Joe. My friends, I told a couple of my friends about the podcast and they're liking it too. Good. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what we want. Yeah. Um, yeah. For everybody to have a nice time listening to us.
Right, I think it's about time we suggested some jobs for Joe if journalism doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, fingers crossed it will, and especially with such a good CV. But we wanted to cover all bases. So who'd like to go first this week? Well, I'll go first. Why not? So I noticed on your CV, Joe, that you're a bit of a football fan. So into your sport. Um, So I've found a position as a fitness instructor in Dublin. (laughs) So this role (laughs) involves taking fitness classes, some online, some on Zoom, um, because of obviously coronavirus and, and social distancing and obviously gyms being shut at the moment. But when they're back in ensuring that the sports centre members are happy, you know, they've got all the equipment they need, supervising. You'll do spin classes, a boot camp, box fit, to name a few, it says. <laughs> Gym instruction, group coordination, equipment maintenance. Do you do you usually go to the gym, Joe? Um, no, I just work out from home. Can I just ask, what football team do you support? This doesn't have to spell in the podcast. <laughs> It's Arsenal. <laughs> yes! yes! I knew it! Okay, yeah. you can go in the podcast. <laughs> Top boy. No, you're the best, you're the best guest. Yeah. So how does that sound? Interested? Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could try, but I've never seen myself as um, a good teacher or instructor. So I really don't know how I'm going to cope with that. But It's within us all, Joe. We all have the ability. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I could give it a shot. Why not? Better than doing okay. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got one um, this week for... Obviously, Joe, you've mentioned you're from Nigeria. Yeah. I don't know if you have any sort of plans to to go back to Nigeria, whether you miss Nigeria a lot. I just miss family. That's all. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, you know, you're... So we could say maybe your sort of... Your head might be in the UK, or if but your heart could be in... Nigeria that's kind of a yeah, yeah, way of yeah, saying it but yeah. yeah um and so I've got a job as an executive assistant for an energy provider and the big advantage of this is the executive assistant will work a 50-50 split between the central london office and the head office in abuja nigeria mm, so this is an exciting career opportunity that offers travel across africa and a highly competitive salary. Yeah, and I love to travel, so why not? Excellent. George, what Well, I feel like I've been set up to fail here. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe, I noticed in your profile picture that you have a very nice scarf, so I thought <laughs> that, uh, that you're clearly a, a person of uh, a good taste, fine. <laughs> actually, I am. I am actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not the kind of thing people say about them. <laughs> um, but the but the thing is, I couldn't I couldn't really find any um, any suitable jobs that involve making scarves. But however, I have um, for well for humans, I should say. But I have found a job that involves making uh, bandanas and scarves for dogs. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> so. so uh, that is so funny. So, so that this job that I found is a seamstress slash uh, machinist um, that is who has preferably experience in designing and making dog merchandise, uh, but uh, you'll be oh. working on making beds, coats, 
hats, houses, yes, houses, uh, rugs, bandanas, and scarves for miniature uh, to large breeds using recycled materials. Uh, you must be a dog owner, which I... Are you a dog owner, Joe? Unfortunately not. Ah, well, uh, I, maybe... <laughs> but, you, but you like Yeah, dogs, maybe, maybe you could like. be a dog lover as um, well. Um, uh, and well. Then, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Um, and, and then, uh, so you, it can start off being home-based, but eventually they'll get you in. Um, and it's starting off on two days a week and slowly building you up. And I think this is amazing. The salary is £13.30 an hour, which I think is amazing. That's great. So, uh, Joe. I think you'd be barking mad to turn down that role. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sorry to disappoint you, George. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Ah, oh, darn it. <laughs> I don't, oh. the, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, a pet lover, so it's going to be difficult for me to cope in that. <laughs> I I, yeah. I I completely understand. Uh, yeah. Against Ollie's, I think I think I know <laughs> who would win out on this. I feel I feel almost like I kind of picked too good a job. Yes, I think you did. I think you almost picked the real yeah. job. Yeah, a bit too real. Uh, but anyway, Joe, if you had to pick one of them, which would you pick? Ooh. Well, quite easily, I would pick the instructor one. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. Um, is that my job? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, Ralph's job. Yeah, no, you surprised me there. The instructor one, yeah, yeah. The penny yeah. dropped. That was that was amazing, yeah. Brian. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I picked. I um, I would like to blame that on the delay, but it wasn't. It was just my delay, my end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to Joe for speaking to us this week uh, and now it's time for our job tip of the week uh, this week we've been looking at a job as a graduate researcher in current affairs for a very very well reputed uh, news magazine called the week which you may have heard of it's really a very very broad focus of essentially anything interesting um they are hiring a graduate researcher for a six-month fixed-term contract working on our brand, The Week. Um, if you're looking for this job, you may see it under the company called Dennis, which I think is a great name for a company. Um, but they are, they are the umbrella company that own The Week. So it's a six-month fixed-term contract, four days a week, Monday to Thursday, uh, £340 per week, paid monthly, and you'll be doing such things as researching, fact-checking, proofreading, managing weekly interns, which sounds quite fun, so you'll still feel like you're the boss to some extent. We'll be tweeting that for you to have a look at, and you can see that on our Twitter account, at JobsBoard. I'm going to wrap it up now, but thank you so much for being on this week and for smashing your way to the top of our leaderboard <laughs> which I don't think even you expected. <laughs> I didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time chatting to you all. Well, it's been great to speak to you too. And thanks for getting in touch with us. Yeah. And good luck with the job hunting and keep in touch. Sure. Thanks. All the best, guys. Thanks, Joe. Well, yes, that's everything for this show. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we're everywhere on social media at JobsBoard. I'm George. I'm Ollie Hammett. And I'm Brownie Smith.